Jordan Bureaucracy's basement to your ears. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On this week's meeting, political stuff, raven stuff, random stuff, all that and probably less. This meeting is now in session. Greetings. Hey, how are you doing? Greetings, I say. Yes, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing I'm doing wonderfully. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So how was your how was your week since last we met? Um I don't know. I don't know. Who knows who knows what anything is? No. I, I really only exist to meeting. Uh, me too. As long as there's meeting, I'm I kind of nap. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't like I hope this doesn't get up to the sixth floor, but like after the meeting I kinda I just pull up like some printer paper. I kind of doze for about a week. Sure. Yeah. We don't get a lot of nutrition here. Yeah. So, you know, I conserve resources that yeah. way. I like to go to the chilly part of the basement, and then I just slip into a torpor. Hey, nice. And that's why I look yeah. so young. Oh, Because nice. it's like I just slip into, like, this this uh, suspended animation. Right. For these little, like, you know, and you could be drifting, six-day boats. Drifting cryo-freeze for, like, 52 years mm-hmm. until a deep space trawler picks you up. Right. Yes. Oh, right. Anyway. You just described my career with the city. <laughs> I also described the beginning of Aliens, but that's uh, that's another thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but yes, yeah, so that, that too, that's a, that's a good description of a career. So let's take attendance and we'll get uh, the evening going. All right. Um, first off, our first attendee is, uh, oh, Plunge 80. Plunge 80? Yep. I don't hear anybody uh, answering to no. that name. Uh, Plunch 80 is a, uh, actually, she's a suffragist. Actually, 80 Plunch is, is her actual name, but right. she's a suffragist from an alternate dystopian dimension where uh, women are systematically harassed, uh, paid less than men, and fear for their bodily safety, sometimes in public, sometimes in private with men. Ugh, that sounds awful. And I know, the name of the dimension is, um, oh, here. It's It's here. So... Oh goodness! Um, that's a that's a depressing way to start the meeting. It, it is so, and may, maybe maybe for that reason, it's uh, it's good that she's not here tonight. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd be very depressed. Uh, oh, don't br- don't bring us down with all that suffragette stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Those white dudes. <laughs> we hate that. We don't want we don't want to hear. We don't want to know. We, yeah. we want as a as a guy in the states, uh, politician in the states said today, he wants dinner cooked at home when he gets there. Really? He's never heard of Swanson's. Like, give me a break. Anyway, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at this. I think I think I made a mistake. I think uh, I, dear. Uh, yeah, I mixed up the letters. It's not eighty plunge. Um, Paul Deschen. That's me. Okay, you're here. I am present. Nice. Um, next uh, attendee is uh, Rodman Agena. Rodman Agena. He was a daredevil. Yeah, I, yeah, like, like yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We don't, you don't know this about me, but I am, I'm like fanatical about stuntmen. Wow, love them. Yep, I did not know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm wearing this evil, evil Knievel jacket. Well, it's a vintage evil Knievel jacket. That is fan. I was going to ask. Uh huh. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. Yeah, you, yeah, there's even some evil Knievel blood on it from <laughs> when he cool. jumped the Grand Canyon. Well, here's the thing. Yep. The last time we heard from Rodman Agena, uh-huh. he actually said he was such a badass that he had murdered evil Knievel. Weirdly enough, 
Evil Knievel, not only was he still alive, yeah. he was actually standing next to Rodman at the time. Oh, okay. And when Knievel said, no, I'm, I'm, what are you talking about? Rodman turned, turned pale and said, away from me, you gibbering revenant. It was really, really kind of high-flown diction. Uh, and, uh, and that was pretty much the last time that Rodman Agena spoke or appeared in public. Yeah. Well, so, for the best. He wasn't a great stuntman. No, no. I mean, he just kind of... Did you see his Grand Canyon special? Yeah, when he tried to go over it in a shopping cart? <laughs> yeah. Depressing. Not, not successful. Yeah. Pretty much the opposite. Yeah. Um, and, and Costco, like, chased him down to get the to get it back to the shopping cart. Yeah, and he lost his loony. <laughs> <laughs> Never did get it back. He tried suing. I know. And, yeah, uh, yeah turned out it was it was sort of a court frivolous lawsuit. They yeah. sued him for legal costs. He went bankrupt. Really, his life really just went downhill yeah. after he went down the Grand Canyon. Uh, anyway, he's oh not goodness, here. <laughs> and, and, oh, wait a minute. Sorry, this is a little embarrassing. I think I mixed up the letters. Uh, hold on. Aiden Morgan? That is you. Oh, yeah. All right. You I'm are Aiden Morgan. Sweet. Mark yourself present. I'm present. And, uh, or we have third attendee, um, Somebody named um, Card Seraph. No, wait, Fried Scar. Racer Fads? DC Fraser? DC Fraser? Ah. Present. Present. Hey, Very DC. Good. Okay. Hello. Hello. Do you prefer DC or David? Uh, I or don't Dave? have a preference. I like DC. It no, makes I like you sound DC like cool. an old timey reporter. I know, yeah. It's. Pretty awesome. Or a skateboarding company. Either. One of the two. Yeah. You should, you f I feel like you should have like a little press tag in, in your hat with a name like DC Fraser. I'll work on it. <laughs> you, you'll, need, you'll need to get a different hat. but Yeah. yeah. Or you could stick it in a ball cap. You could. Maybe. Actually, you can. It might it's look true. a little strange, though. Yeah. yeah. You should get a patch. Or a mm. tattoo. Oh, yeah. That's what all the hipster reporters <laughs> that's are a, doing. That's a hipster thing to do, for sure. Get a tattoo. Right on your forehead. Yeah. And put, like, a DC with a question mark. Yeah. So people know I'm a reporter. Right. That's good. Because of the question mark. Or, no, you could, like, tattoo a fedora onto your head Ooh, yeah. with yep. a press card in it. My street cred. My hipster wow. cred would just go through the roof. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the last time you were here, uh, you brought with you... The distressing news that there's like a a, right. a universe outside of our universe, our universe being the municipality, called the province. Yes. <laughs> and that eldritch, unspeakable entities are vying for control of this province. Uh, there's the, the Ndip and the party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and apparently, like, the, there's like a, an alignment, a cosmic alignment coming up on... I've got it here, December, no, not December, on January 27th to determine who will be the head of oh. the party. Our new right. leader. Uh, yeah, the leader, leader of Skichuan, which was the name of province. Right. Yeah. Right. This, part, this is what I hear. You two have been doing your homework. Yeah, yeah, I know. We wrote notes and everything. I can tell. <laughs> we were really nervous about you coming, so we totally like uh -oh. got out some old a books. A journalist, we said. <laughs> I come from a faraway place <laughs> with standards. <laughs> Editors. <laughs> oh, yeah, them. No comment. Um, <laughs> okay, well, maybe you could, because, uh, I don't know, maybe our listeners don't know what is happening this Saturday. It's, okay. This party is picking its leader. Yeah, so the um, we're going to have a new de facto leader of the province, a new premier, come Saturday when the 
Saskatchewan party chooses their new leader. That's uh, exciting. There's mm-hmm. a handful of people running for the for the gig over the last five months here, and they're almost done. Yeah. So you've been covering this uh, this, this coming cosmic alignment. Um, just like overall, what is, what is your what's your impression been? Has this been a thrill fest? A um, uh, an exciting ride for you? Rock'em sock'em. Rock'em sock'em. It's been exciting for myself, but I am from sort of a unique position of getting to watch it super close, and I really, uh, you know, nerd out on this stuff. For the average citizen of the province, probably a bit of a snooze fest. There's been moments where it's been a little bit more exciting than others. Um, but by and large, it's been five months, and uh, I think a lot of people are ready for it to be over at this point. They're yeah. ready for the, the race to be done. Yeah. Any big prostitution scandals? No. Any? No. There, there's a cheating scandal, kind of. Like, um, cheating on a partner? Che- well, no. Not that we, oh, geez. Not that we know uh, about... Uh, <laughs> Not that we know about. How are you going to compete for ratings? <laughs> yeah, it's really tricky. There's there's been little scandal, but there still has been a bit of scandal. There is right before Christmas, um, three of the candidates made the allegation that uh, debate questions uh, had been leaked to one of the candidates. That caused a bit of a, a bit of a stir. To which candidate? Uh, Tulana Cook right. was the uh, that wasn't exactly said at the time, but it was implied. Um, and Alana Cook's campaign denied it, um, and an investigation was done by the Saskatchewan Party uh, Leadership Committee, and they kind of came back with this strange decision where they said, we find the concern valid, but there was no cheating. Hmm. And that's so all we're going to say about kind it. Kind of like saying we agree right. cheating is a bad thing, right? but we don't see any here. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think we could all agree. I agree. That that's a that's a valid position to take. Yeah. Cheating is bad, and we yeah. don't know any more details about mm. what they looked into in the course of the investigation, who they talked to. Any of that has all been very tightly held um, in party headquarters. Okay, we don't know anything more about it. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I thought what we should do next is maybe we should run through who the people are who are running sure. and what you th- like. If there's anything that leaps out at you, like any sort of character things that people need to know about these people in case they're going to be voting, because it's in-person voting on on Saturday. Yeah, if you're a Saskatchewan party member, you can vote in, in person yeah. at the convention on Saturday. It's mail-in ballots. Um, Saskatchewan party reported about twenty, I think it was twenty-seven thousand members. If uh, we look to the United Conservative Party in Alberta um, and the Federal Conservative, their races, it was about fifty-five percent membership voted. So. Um, Assuming that the Saskatchewan party will get that about the same. Lots of mail-in ballots are in. There'll be a, we don't know how many people at convention, but presumably right. some votes. Mm. Um, the candidates? Yeah. The but then the, um, and the, the, the event on Saturday is like this big gala event yes. that's, yeah. it's, oh, it's, you know, it's yes. like this big, like, let's rally the Saskatchewan party troops and get ready for, cause it's like an election coming up in some number of years. Yeah. The exact details of what takes place Saturday are still under embargo, but I can tell you there will be ballots. That will be presented, mm-hmm. and people will drop off of those ballots, mm-hmm. and one person will be left standing in the end. There will be a speech by the current premier, and very likely a celebration That's cool. at the end of all of it. And yeah. I can say no more. 
Will, will he make jokes about like his the length of his farewell tour? I haven't heard. I haven't heard a single joke about his farewell tour and how long it's been. It's, you know, well, so it's time he finally like pulls that joke out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I, I saw the embargoed list of activities, oh, you did. but I was reading it upside down. Ah. Pretty sure, Lion Tamer. Nice. And uh, close up magicians. I I can't confirm or deny that's yeah. going to be the case. Yeah. yeah. Maybe somebody working with pigeons. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Or ravens. Or yeah. ravens. Or I was ravens. Just thinking. Yeah. Maybe they'll have a raven cannon. Not a cannon that shoes away ravens, but a cannon that literally shoots ravens. Oh. At, at, at candidates. At, for, yeah, like why it. not? Me too. That'd be a That's cool a tradition good to start. Way to, good way to pick them. Big <laughs> <laughs> way to pick a winner. Ravens are smart, so. That's yeah. true. That's Big true. game of dodge raven. Um, okay, well, let's. Uh, I've got a list here sure. of the people who are running. Uh, Tina Beaudry Millar. Okay, Tina Beaudry Millar. Um, sort of consensus, very likely to not win this race. Not a lot of people are, are expecting her to win. Um, but one thing that she's done a really good job of throughout the campaign is um, sort of being the token liberal in the party. The Saskatchewan party's um, made up of, in theory, Saska- uh, conservatives and liberals. And Tina's done a good job of at least bringing forward some fairly progressive for the Saskatchewan party policy items. She came out with a fairly comprehensive plan for Northern Saskatchewan, um, how to sort of revitalize education in the province. She's one of the more um, aggressive people on on what we should be doing with the legalization of cannabis that's coming up. Um, and she's probably secured herself a cabinet position in the province for the sort of foreseeable future, likely. Um, but she doesn't have a chance of winning by most people's accounts. Right. But um, next time, she's going to be a more recognizable face. Very likely next time yeah. she'll be a more recognizable face. She just got elected in, in the last election. So yeah. uh, in, in her political career, she's just beginning it. That's a point. gutsy move yeah. to run for leader. And she was the first one to announce, too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. She came out early and... and uh, a lot of people didn't think she would see it through. They thought she might drop out to this point, but yeah. good for her for sticking in the race. And yeah. maybe she'll surprise us. Who knows? Yeah. I doubt it, but maybe. Cool. Um, so, Aiden, at the yes. convention this weekend, uh, what will Tina Beaudry Malore be wearing? Uh, Tina Beaudry Malore will be wearing a tasteful pantsuit, pearl earrings, but instead of a string of pearls, she'll be wearing a gigantic Flava Flav style clock necklace. Excellent. As if to say, it's time, or maybe time's up for Tina Beaudry-Malore. Side Only note, time will tell. Side note on Tina, she listens to Post Malone oh. and hip-hop uh, music. There we go. Just so people out there know. That all so, makes sense. So, so, the, so the Flava Flav <laughs> accessories do actually, they jive right. with, uh, with what I am saying. She may <laughs> be a hipster. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hipsters have beards. So, and anyway, I don't know what I'm yeah. going on about now. All right. Okay. So next up, we've got Ken Shovel Davoff, the the man everybody seems to be like. I said his name right. Shovel Davoff. Yep, that's exactly how you say it. Shovel Davoff. Cam Shovel Davoff. Jazz version. So he was most recently the Minister of Parks, Culture, and Sport. Sounds like he's the the the, the dude everybody thinks is going to win this. A lot of people are looking at Ken as a front runner in the race. He's expecting, including his own camp. His own camp is extremely confident right now. Some of them, some of the people that are involved in that campaign are so confident they think that Ken's going to win on the first ballot. I think that might be a bit of a stretch, but I guess we'll find out Saturday. Um, 
Yeah, Chevy's got a lot of uh, momentum behind him. He's been campaigning and sort of working towards this over the last decade. Um, so he had his sort of campaign machine in place and ready to go at the start of this race. And um, one thing everybody says about him is that he is incredibly, and he says it about himself, you might have heard him, uh, he's incredibly hardworking. And I think he's proven that throughout the campaign because he has gone around, banged on a lot of doors, met with a lot of people, made a lot of phone calls, and it might pay off. Yeah, yeah. He's though um, his position, like say on the marijuana thing, he's sure. he's got kind of like he's saying that you know the age should be twenty five to smoke marijuana and sales through private retailers because we don't want you know we don't want the government paying wages for people selling marijuana. Well, like Chevy's really concerned that marijuana is going to get into high schools, so he's taking. Yeah, that oh, that's a, a good. Yeah, that would be a good first. A yeah. provincial tragedy. Yes. If his high school kids don't smoke marijuana at all. They do not, not at all. I've never yeah. met one. Yeah. Um, it's like rats in Alberta. If you spot one, right. one joint, one roach, one roach <laughs> in a high school, you've got to stamp it out. Maybe, maybe that's maybe spreads. he heard about roaches in high schools and he was got a little confused. Yeah. 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 He's definitely got a little bit of social conservative cred um, in the party. Probably one good indication of that is the support he's gained from Rob Clark who came out as a fairly social conservative in the race before dropping out and throwing his support behind okay. Chevy as he's affectionately known by many. Um, so yeah, Chevy definitely does have um, some social conservative c credentials and if he gets elected it's definitely something that's going to be a massive challenge for him in terms of uniting the caucus because the Saskatchewan party for sure does have those people who are um, pro-life and uh, whatnot but um, there's also people who within that caucus who are sort of moved past that 10, right. 20 years ago, that debate such as that one. Do you do you think that uh, Sheveldayoff is sincere in his sort of stance on marijuana, or do you think it's sort of he's playing to the base? <laughs> it's tough yeah. to get a read yeah. on Sheveldayoff on a lot of those fronts. There's people who've known Sheveldayoff for decades who say they still don't really know Sheveldayoff because he's wow. he's a he's a really retail politician. So when you talk to him, he's a very friendly guy, really nice guy, um, but he does. You never really know, is this you or are you putting this on? So it's tough to tell when he's sort of sincere on issues and, and when he's doing it for political reasons. Um, one note on Shovel Day Off and sort of, he's, as you mentioned, he's a was a sitting cabinet minister prior to this race beginning, and then they all had to step back from those positions. But when the Saskatchewan party was in opposition, he was the opposition critic, and he was the critic of finance, which is a fairly significant role yeah. to be in, mm -hmm. in the opposition ranks. Um, and there was a stint after the Saskatchewan Party government had formed government where Sheveldayoff didn't even have a cabinet portfolio. He was out of cabinet altogether. So he went from being at a, a fairly bright young star uh, 10 years ago for this party, or 10 plus years ago for this party, to kind of losing a bit of that. Uh, how much damage that's going to do and sort of what that says about his uh, ability to serve in cabinet is something that people are calling into question and will definitely be questioning if he ends up winning this race right hmm. were him and brad wall good buds um yeah i think there there was always sort of this rumor that um wall had wall and chevy had sort of butted heads and that was the reason why shovel Dayoff was removed from cabinet i don't know either way right. i can definitely say that's a rumor that's floated around political circles for a long time or that I've, I've heard over the years, but I don't know if there's anything to that. They definitely seem like they're friends. Like they, right. they talk and everybody seems like they're a friend of Brad Waldo. He's 
Brad Wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We're the Queen City Improvement Bureau speaking with DC Fraser uh, from the Leader Post. Um, but where we were just speaking about Ken Sheveldayoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's he going to be wearing? Uh, Mr. Sheveldayoff will be wearing a dark, uh, tasteful men's warehouse suit uh, with a striped tie mismatched with a mint green shirt and all of it accessorized with a clenched half smile that he's waiting to bust out at any moment when he's announced as the winner. Excellent. Yeah. This is going to be a great party. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, uh, next up, Alana Okay, is it Coke, Koch, Coke? Cook. Cook. Alana Cook. All right. I mean, I, somebody still might just beat me on that, but I've been yeah. told Alana Cook a few times. It, it, I believe it's Cook, yes. Yeah. yeah. K-O-C-H. Yeah, like the Coke name, brothers so. in the States. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but no relation. I actually haven't looked into that yet. Doubt yeah. it, but maybe. She could be a Coke plant. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um... She's a dark horse. She has been from the beginning. She's the one person running who isn't a current MLA or not a sitting MLA. Um, she was the head of the public service in the province prior to running, which was a little strange for a lot of people because um, public service is nonpartisan by nature. So the person running it, uh, finding out that she was a longtime Saskatchewan Party supporter and now running to lead it, was raised some eyebrows in political circles. But um, she's run a really good campaign. There's sort of since the day one been the thinking that she's sort of the anointed one or the one that the party establishment wants to win. Um, the whole cheating scandal had maybe some indication of that. Um, or maybe some people would perceive it that way. Uh, but she does remain a big dark horse. She, we know that she's got a ton of support from the egg community because that's her, her background was in agriculture. So she definitely has support from there. If she's been able to translate that into the cities, I don't know. She's definitely a front runner, though. A lot of people are thinking that she's going to be able to, to win this thing. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. What's she going to be wearing? Uh... Uh, Ms. Cook will be uh, accenting her uh, blazer and skirt ensemble with a lanyard with a visitor's pass on it. All right. Stylish and functional. Exactly. You never know when you're going to need one of those. Exactly. Uh, We lost ours, and they say that's why we can't get out of the (laughs) office. Um, So, Scott Moe. Scott Moe. Yeah, previous Minister of the Environment. Yes. Most recently, I guess. So, Scott's got a ton of caucus support. Um... Fair, pretty much every high-ranking cabinet minister, as well as others in in the Saskatchewan Party ranks right now, are lined up before behind Scott. As are a lot of political staffers who work in the building. A lot of them are supporting Scott. He's sort of the third front runner. It's kind of silly to say front runner when there's five people in the race and three, maybe even four of them are front runners. But um, <laughs> Scott's in there too. He's definitely got a realistic chance. Um, I think things would be steady as she goes if Scott wins in a lot of ways in the sense that just because he has that caucus support, a lot of caucus support, if they win, um, I say they because it would be caucus winning and they would sort of be able to, there would be an order, uh, a sense of order that would be kept if Scott won, whereas that sense of order would probably be blown up if uh, if Alana won or if uh day off one because right. they would want to sort of change the status quo but uh, scott's a fairly status quo candidate yeah um i think hold the phone he wants to hold a review of re- rural landfill management holy <laughs> it's exciting he's my stuff. man yeah he's, scott's my man now he, he's a, he's run a really exciting campaign with yeah. announcements like that one yeah he's 
there was especially after convention there it seemed like his a lot of the momentum that he was carrying kind of stalled out and i think it's mm-hmm. was perhaps because at the start of the race they were coming out with all this stuff and then they're two months into it and sort of looked around the room and were like dang it now what are we gonna say and yeah. so we got some of these announcements which was which sort of was what it was um yeah, so Scott's campaign is, it, it, yeah, the, the momentum has sort of stalled out a bit, but that maybe he sort of has picked up enough, or enough people sort of see the caucus support that he has, and they'll put him on his ballots anyways. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, Aiden. Yes. Uh, what, what's he going to be wearing? What's Scott Moe going to wear? Uh, Mr. Moe will be wearing Clark shoes, a tasteful tie from, I believe, uh, Men's Work Warehouse, and his his suit will be a bespoke affair uh, made of the skins of his enemies. Oh, yes, well, that, that's a daring statement from, yeah. uh, from Scott Moe. Demonstrates commitment exactly. to the province. Yeah, I'm ripping all of these from the Sheaf. Shout out to the Sheaf. But one cool fact about Scott Moe: he most closely identifies with the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Really? Oh, wow. As for like famous people, that was yeah. just the answer yeah. that he gave. Oh, famous. and he says it wasn't entirely accurate, but still. I, mean, I, I can see it. The physique is there. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I couldn't win an arm wrestling match against Scott Moe. There you go. And the charm. Right, yeah. Well, he's got that smile that you can yeah. see. Yeah, just yeah. does not stop. Yeah. yeah. Okay, last name on the list, Gordon Wyant. Yeah, Gordon Wyant. Um, somebody who I, in the last couple of weeks, I, c- I could see him his campaign sort of picking up a little bit of momentum. His... Sort of the biggest detriment to to Gord at the onset of the race was that he held a liberal uh, party membership, and I think a lot of people just because of the carbon tax and the opposition of the SAS party to the the carbon tax, they might sort of hold that against Gord. He did denounce, or not denounce, but he, you know, cut up his. <laughs> he was excommunicated. <laughs> <laughs> he got rid of his card. And, yeah. um, maybe he didn't do that soon enough, but he did get rid of it. He sliced off of a finger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was cast into the wilderness <laughs> and injected a blue dye into his blood yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah Gord, Gord is uh, people who work with him really respect him uh, he's well he held the liberal card so that probably says a lot about where he sits politically um, on social issues and whatnot. Uh, well in government as the attorney general he introduced a certain some fairly or decently progressive measures I mean Sort of depending on how you look at it, he was responsible for the transgender flag being raised in front of the legislative building and whatnot. That's um, people can sort of judge how how much that uh, impacts the community by themselves. But Gord was the guy who did a lot of that stuff, um, and I think in the last couple of of weeks, he sort of a lot of people have sort of recognized that he's a lawyer, so he has a certain level of intellect. With that, he was the attorney general, so he had a high respectable uh, position. And I think a lot of people sort of started to recognize that, and it gave him a little bit of steam. Um, and he's got sort of good connections in the right spots in that Shevel Dayoff is, uh, may get a bunch of votes on the first ballot. He's a guy who's been in the Saskatoon business community for a long time, Shevel Dayoff is. So is Gord Wyant. So maybe that connection might help Gord a little bit more than people are giving him credit for. By the same token... Um, Everybody who's sort of on the left of the Saskatchewan party who would be voting for Tina, their next choice politically would very likely be Gord. So he might be able to pull in from a few of those different groups and end up sort of sneaking in and and winning. But again, we'll find on the side of the He's also a front runner. (laughs) Okay. 
Five. He's five of five front runners. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, and what is he going to be wearing? Uh, he'll, at the he will actually be wearing a navy blue suit with a dusty purple tie and a small Saskatchewan-shaped pin, which, when pressed, will actually take everything he said in the last twenty-four hours and transmit it as one loud, compressed burst of sound. It's very efficient. I like it. Yeah. It's I like a, it. It's kind of like a little raven cannon. <laughs> on your chest. Yes. Cool. Um, okay, we have to move on here. Can you stick around for a little bit? Because sure. I want to get your like picks. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And stuff like that after we do the innovative revenue tools. Okay. So we're going to move on to the part of the meeting called innovative revenue tools. Oh, I remember these. Yeah, it's where we come up with ways for the city to innovate and raise money with new tools that are innovative and generate revenue. Okay, I remember it differently, but uh, I guess we can go with this. Yeah. 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 Well, I've got one today. Uh huh. You know, it's budget season. Uh, yes, yes. You know, the city's budget is a little bit tight this year because of, you know, the grants and lieu got cut last Su- year by the province. Super tight. I can barely yeah. put it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the city needs a way to make like a bunch of cash Oh. in a really short order so that you know, all, you know, all their balance sheets will balance and their financial statements will come up, you know, in the black. So without telling anybody, because I want this to be a surprise, I took... All the city's revenue for the last year, yeah. and I bet it oh. in the Saskatchewan party leadership pool that they have. Sweet. And I put all of the city's money on Jeremy Harrison, because oh, he's a real long shot. Yep. If this comes in, the odds. city is going to be golden. Nice. And if, for years. If loses, Regina will become like a sort of a smoking crater in the ground. Yeah, what do you think of my odds? Uh, David? <laughs> they could be better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, then, I guess we're going to have to rely on these, uh, these other revenue tools that we have here, which I will play right now. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know... In 1933, local businessman James Strathdee was in a motor accident which left him physically disabled and unable to carry his weight in the family company. In 1936, he was found dead on the train tracks near his work from a shotgun blast of the head. Police ruled it a suicide. Bushwalkers Brew Pub now sits in the Stuart Strathdee Campbell Building. It's a paranormal hotspot, apparently haunted by several ghosts, with lights flickering on and off, shadow people, items being thrown, and people being pushed. It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, KentonDeYoung.com, and every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. All right, we're back from another Regina fact and from Innovative Revenue Tools. And Very nice. I've, apologies to Kenton. I played the same Regina fact two weeks in a row, but... Well, I... I don't have the same Kenton de Jong fact two weeks oh, in a row. Good. Yeah. This one actually is so I mean every every week, as you know, I I have another fact about Kenton de Jong that he not even he himself knows sometimes. Uh and this one is so explosive. It'll just blow the lid off things so much that I can't even really say exactly what the fact is. Wow. I can just allude to it. Yeah. Three words. Okay. Leathery. Bat-like wings. Three more words. Kenton has them. Three more words on his body. 
but they're very small. He can't fly with them, and it's a source of great frustration to him. I would think. Yeah. Because if you're going to have leather bat-like wings, you would at least hope you could fly with them. I know. That's exactly, yeah. I mean, ima- imagine the frustration. Yeah. Yeah. But Kenton is, is very, he seems to be maintain a very upbeat attitude. No, he does. He really, really does. <laughs> for, okay. For a freak. <laughs> for a bat winged freak. I would not. I, I do not think Kenton would appreciate that. I, I he's 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 good with it. I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, may, maybe I'm going to take a break from Kenton DeYoung facts for a while. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kenton. You know we love you. They're just getting silly. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Where were we? We were talking to David Fraser mm. from the uh, the Leader Post, the Hello. their Saskatchewan oh. reporter, about the Saskatchewan Party leadership convention this weekend, which will pick the new leader. We've been through all the leaders. We know what they're going to be wearing now. Um, Thankfully. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'm certainly a lot more excited to see that. It will be. Will it be televised? The convention. It will be live streamed from the Leader Post and Star Phoenix Facebook pages. Really, oh, nice. shout out. Awesome. Very nice. And how do we find that? Uh, Facebook.com/slash Regina oh. Leader Post or oh, slash Saskatoon Star Phoenix. Cool. Okay. Maybe just okay. write those in your search bars because I don't know if that's the actual URL. Okay. Okay. We we often just when we go on the internet we just say. Look at our computers and say, "Internet, please." Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work. It's I, a rare yeah. opportunity to see myself and my colleague, the Saskatoon Star Phoenix, Alex McPherson, and the famous Murray Mandrick Ooh. in person. You can see what we look like. So we usually hide behind microphones, right, in That's dark true. basements, and newspaper words. Will this be like the three of you sitting side by side by side at a table with all of the excitement going on behind you and occasionally you will turn to the camera and um, you know drop some drop some pearls of like wisdom. That's or, the hope. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna uh, wow. so the ballots start rolling in at six so starting a little bit before that or maybe right at six we'll have Mandrick on there sort of queuing everything up and then as the ballots roll in it will sort of be instant analysis from mostly Mandrick because he's the real pro at that stuff and then um, when Alex and I feel like we have something important to say we'll maybe jump in and um, the hope is to maybe get a couple of the candidates as they drop off the ballots or uh, you know maybe a Jeremy Harrison or some of the other people who are involved in the party jumping on there with us as well oh nice right. yeah. um, a whole production okay well I'm going to quiz you okay okay now let's say uh, okay you're there it's the convention okay. you've got a mic in your face right and a thing has just happened and you've got to respond like what are you going to do um, <laughs> shovel day off insanely drunk has fallen over and knocked uh, over a, t- a table of memberships and uh, there's a whole bunch of screaming. What, what would you say? Well, this may not come as a surprise to many, but Mr. Chevaldeoff has potentially drank a little bit too much this evening. Good start. That's, That's good. good start. That's good. And then I'd throw it to Mandrick because yeah. he'd probably have a tale of, of another time. That or doing it himself. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, these are going to get hard. They are going to get hard. <laughs> right. uh, Scott Moe has been caught smoking marijuana in the bathroom, and he's like, dude, it's practically legal. <laughs> this may not come as a surprise to many, but Scott Moe has been caught smoking marijuana in the bathroom. <laughs> he says, quote, it's going to be legal soon. <laughs> and then I'll throw to Mandrick, because maybe the two of them, I don't know. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, one more. Okay. Um, Tina Modrimlor wins it, the whole thing. Well, first ballot. 
right. first ballot win. Yep. Bam. Yep. I'm going to take off my pants. <laughs> okay. And then just bite into them and just start eating them. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll have deserved if she wins right. on the first ballot. Fair enough. Yeah. Shouldn't have made that bet. Nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great. Okay. Well, also, I think you're ready. never pass up a chance to take off your pants on television. No. That's a good point. That's a yeah, saying. Yeah. Or Facebook Live. Or Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. I think there's a little bit too much of that on Facebook Live, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, then what what are you like preparing yourself for? Like, who, what right. do you think? How do you think things are going to turn out? This is the probably the the most fun is that nobody has any idea. Like as we were saying earlier, there's four out of the five people are front runners. So yeah. Saturday, I think the third ballot will be fairly telling. Whoever goes off third right. um, will give at least some indication of where the race is going to go. Um, but without really knowing who that person is going to be, it's kind of like shoulder shrug as to what we're going to be doing on Saturday because Chevaldeoff could win it on the first ballot. Chevaldeoff could have a giant lead after the first ballot and then totally fall off. As I was saying earlier, Gord might you know miraculously squeak up there on the fourth ballot to take the victory. Nobody really knows what's going to happen, and so for us, it's uh, really just watching everything unfold and then trying to say something clever about it as it happens will be the mm. trick and then yeah. um, file the stories. Yeah. What, what if what if it's a write-in candidate that nobody's heard of until now? Think or like that. Rob Clark. Maybe Rob, Rob Clark, Clark can squeeze through and, <laughs> and win. I don't know. Yeah, what, what Who would if, be the write-in candidate? I, I don't know. Like the cast Brad of Put- Wall. Brad Wall. <laughs> the, the, the entire cast of Putnam's Prairie Emporium. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see that. the funny guy from Corner Gas. Oh yeah, yeah. Ha- I think a lot of people are writing that on there. Hammy, Hammy the hamster. Hammy the hamster from Once Upon a Hamster. Gainer. 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 Oh. I would write in Gainer. Yeah, you yes. might have some chances. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's there's a guy downtown who like uh, like tries to sell me drawings every so often. Oh yeah, are they good? No, but so good that you think he could run the province. Well, yes. Okay. Yeah, they're not good drawings, but I'm pretty sure he could run the province. Right. So, and doesn't seem like that hard of a job. No. 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 Um, Just get up there, make a speech, and let the economy drive itself into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to it. What is the preparation for you like at this point? Like, what do you what? What are, you, what are you guys doing? Like, what do you reporters do as you get ready for a big, momentous event like this? Right now, we're kind of at wait and see. We've already done a lot of the prep work is sort of taken care of. So we've got a winner's pro. We've got a bio written of each of the candidates just right. in case the win. That's sort of all in the bag. But because so much of what we do next depends on what happens on Saturday, at this point, we're kind of in a holding pattern. Yeah. So tomorrow, I'm going to drive to Saskatoon. And then a group of reporters are going to get together. We're going to drink some beers hmm. and just hang out and prepare for Saturday. Right. And then that's really it. Um, make sure that I have a tie and a shirt that is not wrinkled. And I'm going to brush my hair. Yeah. Okay. Trick for that, Put the be- uh, lift up your mattress, stick the shirt between your mattresses, and sleep on it. Another trick. Oh. Yeah. Take a steamy shower, hang it up in the shower. In the bathroom with you, yeah. They get all steamy. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And it'll, it'll it'll smell like your soap too. Yeah. Right. A little bit like your soap. Which or if you delicious. have a moldy bathroom, then you have a problem. Eh. Yeah. Uh, Hipster. Other trick. Yeah. <laughs> just just use an iron, people. Just just put that. I can't do the sleeves. I, I, They're yeah. hard. I, I yeah. hate ironing. Like yeah. I'm, 
I'm in my mid-40s. You think I would have made my peace with that stuff by now? No. 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 Um, okay, going forward, despite, you know, like, regardless of who wins, uh, what what does this mean for the province? Like, and what's... Yeah, so a lot of it does depend on who wins, but regardless of who does win, there are certain things that are going to have to be immediately addressed. The legalization of cannabis being the big ones that being one of the big ones that's something that's coming down the pipe immediately um and we still are lacking legislation in the province so we have to get on that really quick uh equally probably more important the budget is coming out in march uh they're working on that right now as a caucus but that still will need to be finalized and some decisions will be have to be made each of the candidates have sort of said what they have in, for a plan in terms of getting the province back to balance or what they want to do with the budget, but that's something that they're going to immediately have to look at. Um, the teachers are not having great negotiations with the province right now. SGU is not entirely happy with the province and they're handling on their negotiations right now, so there's some tension between labor and government that's going to have to be addressed in relatively short order. Each of the candidates say they're going to get... Uh, they're going to push back against this carbon tax that the federal government's imposing. The federal government is moving forward on how, what that uh, federal carbon tax will look like if it is imposed on Saskatchewan. That's something that's going to have to be addressed. So uh, the Colton Bushy trial starts on Monday. Um, we know what happened when when it initially happened and then sort of the, everything that's sort of taken place from then. So there's going to be a lot of leadership required from the premier out of that in the next coming weeks just because mm -hmm. of uh, everything that's involved with with that trial so and at the same time they're gonna have to if depending again on who wins they may have to unite a caucus um and name a new cabinet and do all these sort of other things that the new premier has to do so it's there's a lot that comes next that uh whoever wins is gonna have to worry about right which will also keep you busy oh heck yeah yeah, yeah. and then there's the ndp race yeah, of oh, course. Wow. You know, I'm beginning to think that all of these leadership conventions are all just a conspiracy of big reporter to just keep your your like sweet media jobs with yes. right. huge gold plated paychecks. Yeah, this is yeah. how I get my big salary and yeah. drive an awesome car. That's right. They buy groceries. <laughs> All go gourmet groceries. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. You probably eat avocado toast. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> when I go on vacation, I go camping usually. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. really high living. That's the life <laughs> in uh, the wilderness. In the wilderness, yeah. Man, the wilderness is super expensive these days. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there, there is talk about privatizing more of the parks or services in the parks. Mm. 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 We could privatize the whole wilderness. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Want to look at that tree? Well, pay up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you want to look at. We well, could get subscriptions. We could like we could Ooh. dole out the wilderness like it was Netflix. Like yeah, or like it would come like there could be a gift box that every month would come to your door with like wilderness inside it. Like a like, yeah. like a dead bird or like a dead bird or some angry wasps or you know like whatever, whatever you find in the wilderness. <laughs> Actually, the number of times that I've been mailed angry wasps is not zero. <laughs> This is maybe the solution to those ravens. I, I would think yeah. yes. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what what else? Uh, the, there is the indip thing. So the, the whole right. question of the indip, uh, picking their leader. Right. Um, d does that really even matter? At this I, point? It, it will. I mean, yeah. I obviously a lot of 
my attention and the attention yeah. of the media at this point has been paid to the Saskatchewan party race yeah. uh, because whoever wins de facto becomes the next premier. But at the same time, there has been this race between Trent Weatherspoon and Ryan Miley to take over the NDP race. And last week especially, my inbox started filling up a little bit more with NDP members sending oh, yeah. stuff saying like, hey, have you heard about this? You should look at this. Their membership uh, sale deadline was last Friday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know how many memberships they sold. I, I think we'll find out this week how many memberships they've sold. I'm guessing, and this is a total guess, it won't be 27,000 like the Saskatchewan party, but maybe they hit 10,000 new memberships, right. which for the NDP and the response, the, uh, how they did in the last election would be okay, I think, for them. I don't. It's not a bad number to hit. Um, and, the, yeah, that race is going to be... It's. I don't know how competitive it's going to be at this point. There's people in... Trent's camp who think that he's got got it in the bag, and there's people in Ryan's camp who think otherwise. But um, yeah, it's an important race, and I mean mm-hmm. the, uh, the again, depending on what happens to the Saskatchewan party, the NDP could be in a position to pick up some seats or win in the next election. They, I, they're I, they're I think they're certainly in a better position. Oh, well, you can't be in a much worse position than, you, than they've been. So I, I think they're in probably the better shot to take at least to pick up some more seats. For sure, yeah. With Brad Wall, just as a politician, he was everybody loved him. He was so charismatic, and now he's gone. And also the sort of this hope of optimism that the Saskatchewan Party sort of used to carry themselves to be such a popular party, they sort of were able to do that on the backs of high resource prices mm-hmm. that message isn't translating as much now with the austerity budget that we saw in march if we continue to have tough economic times it will be really difficult for whoever the leader is who will yeah. without doubt not be as charismatic as brad wall right. it'll be very difficult for them to carry that sort of optimistic message forward when you don't have at the disposal of you uh, you don't have at your disposal 100 oil yeah. So that yeah, the NDP will be in okay shape just because of that. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we're on ninety one point three FM CJTR. We're Regina Community Radio. You're not wrong. Yeah, we're the okay. Queen City Improvement yeah. Bureau talking with DC Fraser about yeah. the uh, Saskatchewan politics. You're, you're like you're batting a thousand right now. Am I? Yes. <laughs> just, you're making None of that was wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do, do you have, like, money down? Do you have, like, money no. in the pot? You don't? No. That, I, maybe the reporters tomorrow night will throw down, we'll put down, maybe not money, but we'll put down sort of a for-fun pool, and right. uh, whoever whoever wins has to buy everybody beer or something like there that. There should be but some kind of, like, public forfeit on Facebook Live. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. I'll pitch that. I doubt anybody will go for yeah. that, but I'll I'll try it. Oh, come on, Mandrick will. Eh, right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he's listening right now, right? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even my mom doesn't listen. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks thanks for yeah. absolutely. Totally. Yeah. And I guess we're going to have to have you in when the uh, NDP race is Sure. Closer. When is that? When is the NDP race? I keep getting the dates mixed up because it's right. There's It's either March 6th or March 8th. It's one of okay. those two dates, I want, I want to say. So book the whole weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. keep on showing up at the convention center. Just yeah. Six, right. You know. yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. All the even numbers in March. That will be easier for us to talk about the candidates, though, because yeah. there's two of them, not yeah. five oh, I know. And yeah. so 100% of them are front runners. Yeah. They have a 50% wow. chance of winning. Yeah, and we know what they're going to be wearing. One will be in the brown suit, and the other will be in the suit that is brown. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, um, thanks yeah. Okay. Well, we've got a couple other things to cover. Yeah. 
before the meeting wraps up. Sounds good. Do you want to stick around for the rest I'll of the I'll stick meeting? around. Cool. Excellent. Good. I'll just sit here quietly yeah. watching you two. You can, you can contribute. If yeah. you, I'll think about it. <laughs> okay. Well, the next item on the agenda is outstanding improvements. Ooh. And I don't know if you've heard. No, I But haven't. in the evenings, there are the sounds of gunfire in the distance wafting and the smell of of uh, gunpowder it's the mean wafting streets. on the breeze. Yep. And so, you know, I thought what had happened is that we'd finally invaded the rural municipality of Sherwood. I was like, finally! <laughs> <laughs> They're sending in the troops we'll, 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 to we'll, sort that, we'll, we'll that take quagmire their, out. Their, we'll take their cannabis plant and their... Uh, yeah. yeah. And we'll put, we'll put up mosques all over the place. Yeah, it's West Ghana Village. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do I like this idea so much? <laughs> Alas, no. Alas, we are not doing that. Oh. Um, so apparently the ravens that have uh, been have moved into the downtown of the Queen City mm-hmm. have recently dis- have noticed that there is, after getting kicked out of the old Taylor Field when it was torn down, right. this was their winter ro- roosting place, they, uh, they noticed, hey, there is a new stadium, and we can totally set up in there. Sweet, they said in Raven Talk. Exactly. And they were like, these chairs, they're so much more spacious, much more comfortable than the old right. chairs, and the bathrooms, there's so many of them. <laughs> They complained a bit that there weren't enough water fountains. Yeah, uh, which is true. But they were like, this is it. This is where we're staying from now on. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently the city or uh, Everaz is not too happy to have all these ravens uh, in there. Um, uh, perhaps because it's such a reminder that there's nothing else going on in the stadium uh, right now. Right, yes. Uh, that it's just basically become a roosting place for uh, wildlife. <laughs> yeah, the wildlife so, has taken over. So we, we just opened it. It just looks abandoned. It's not yeah. really abandoned. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what they've done is they've gotten together these uh, raven cannons. They've put cannons in the stadium that are going off in the evenings to scare the ravens away. And yeah. they're diesel-powered. Nice, okay. And now they claim that this is only going to make enough noise to pester people uh, beyond the ravens, the humans, <laughs> within about five blocks. Yeah. Um, I've been much more than five blocks away from the stadium, and I've heard them. I thought we were, I, I thought it was like somebody was like having like, I don't know, there was like some festival I didn't know about that there were right. fireworks going off. But no, it was mm-hmm. the raven cannon huh. being shot. Maybe they could turn into like a, maybe they could base a festival around it. Like some winter raven cannon. I freaking love this thing. idea. This is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, the raven cannon festival. Yep. I'm sending that upstairs. I know. Yeah, like every every hour, you'd be like, screw up, ravens. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this would be good because then if you had it, you could hold it in the stadium. So it would be like a nice winter festival exactly. to have in the stadium. And we could get some use in the winter. Exactly. Yeah. And I bet that would be more effective at driving the ravens off if you filled the stadium with humans. Right. Yeah, as opposed to just firing off cannons, which apparently won't do much uh, to scare them off. It'll, like, scare them off temporarily. They'll come back. Uh, I guess what happens is, is that the ravens come into the uh, city in the wintertime, and they find roosting places, usually in December through January, and they're early nesters. So they actually, like, leave to go to the wilderness, back to the wilderness, to make their nests for the spring oh, okay. early. So it's it's a very short period of time where this is a problem. Cannons are only going to be going off for two weeks. Um we did have the uh, the Raven Queen in as right. a guest uh, yes. of the Queen City Improvement Bureau a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was kind of hoping that we would uh, hear from... 
Oh. Do you hear that? The teletype is going. Oh. We have um, one. We seem... We've got... We've got a... We've got a teletype <laughs> from the Raven Queen. Very nice. This is acting. I, I knew it would come in handy one what day. What the heck's a teletype? <laughs> It's like some kind of old-timey fax machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ravens use them. Apparently. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Queen City Improvement Bureau still has one. Nice. As you should, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I actually, I had sent her a teletype earlier today asking her, you know, uh, is, um, is this a... De we declared war on the Ravens by firing off these cannons, and are they planning vengeance against the Queen City for this? And uh, she's apparently just released a, an official comment on the Raven Cannons. And so this is direct from the Raven Queen. The Corvids of Queen City have discovered a new plaything. Please be advised, my people, the Ravens, will be deploying it at random intervals. The non-Corvids of Queen City may hear loud noises, raucous cacophonies, and the encroachment of dread. This may or may not be directly related to the Corvids' use of a sound cannon to frighten away city employees. Once again, the city is spreading heinous lies. It is we, the Ravens, who use the sound cannons. So there you go. Wow. Whoa. Yep. Debunked. Explosive. Yeah. Yep. Raven cannon debunked. Mind blown. Yeah, it's cannon yep. used by ravens. <laughs> All this time we thought it was a cannon against ravens, a cannon that shot ravens, but no. No. It, cannon of ravens. If it was yeah. being used by the humans, it would be called a human, human cannon. cannon. Exactly. Uh, it was so obvious. Grammar. Like yeah, a, that's it. Yeah, it's like, it's, like a, it's like a Doctor Who episode up in here. <laughs> no wonder we're stuck in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so that's it. That's all the official stuff. There is a council meeting on Monday. Uh, big things on it. The police budget is, is going to be presented but tabled, uh, so we get to see if they're asking for tanks. Yeah. Uh, -huh. uh, there's a the proposed Southeast Regina neighborhood plan is going to be coming forward again. That's always interesting. And uh, there's uh, some stuff to do with patios. Uh, that's all we know right now. So Monday, 5.30 at City Council. We'll I will try to be there. Everybody should try to be there. Tanks and patios. Or cannons. And, and or cannons. Wow. Yeah. Council cannon. Yeah. We need a council cannon. Shooting, shooting counselors out yeah. into the street. Yeah. yeah. Just so you can start setting it off at 9 o'clock when everybody really wants to leave, but they just keep going and going and going with their meetings. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. I think we have to call for an adjournment. Okay. I'll second that. Uh, okay, I think that motion is pretty much carried then. All right, motion carried. Uh, you have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Our guest this evening has been D.C. Fraser of the Leader Post to talk about the uh, Sask Party leadership race, which is coming up, I believe, this Saturday. Uh, music has been uh, by Guidewire, which is always fun. We had a comment from the Raven Queen. Your hosts are Paul Deshen and Aiden Morgan. Uh, don't believe the anagrams. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Queen City or on Facebook at facebook.com. Also, we have our own website, queencityib.com. Listen to us live on cjtr.ca or on a podcast, cjtr.ca slash podcasts. We're also on iTunes, so find us, rate us, review us, love us. We need you. Uh, coming up next is the Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the cockpit, and then the melt. Keep on improving, Richard.